Merry Christmas. I want to particularly welcome those of you who are uh, new here. My name is Alex. I'm one of the pastors here at Chatham Community Church. And we are delighted, again, that you have chosen to spend a little bit of your Christmas Eve here with us, whether you're in person or online. What we are all about is really simple. It's all about just connecting, connecting people to God for the first time or reconnecting after a long time away, connecting people with each other, cutting through the pandemic of loneliness that's in our culture after the pandemic. You don't have to be alone anymore. And engaging our world for good. We're going to do a little bit of all those things here Tonight, it is Christmas Eve. Kids, how many of you feeling good about tomorrow? How many of you feeling good, kids? I see those hands. That's right. Uh, kids, kids, at some point, how many of you were asked, what do you want for Christmas? How many of you were asked the great question, what do you want for Christmas? Isn't that like the world's greatest question ever? So much potential. All right, let me ask you this. How many of you kids put a live animal on your wish list? Moms and dads, I'm praying for you. For that to go well for you. So much of Christmas is about the what, right? What do you want for Christmas? It's a great question when you're a kid, but the what's keep coming, even into adulthood. A couple weeks ago, I was up at Breakaway Cafe doing a little work, and I, I saw a slightly frazzled mom. And what she had done was blocked off the next couple hours to sit down with a mocha and her list of what's. And her job was to try to organize 10 billion what's into one organized mile-long list. Amen, moms? You know that is? That's right, moms. You know that is. So many what's and so many great things, right, about the what's, the what's of Christmas. What are you going to eat? What are you going to wear? What are you going to do? Like all the what's, those are all good things. But listen, when Christmas is all about the what's, that's when we're set up for the blahs, the January blahs, the letdown. Because all those what's go back in the box or pass or go away. But when Christmas is more about the who than it is about the what, that's when you unlock the power of Christmas. That's when you get to know the joy of Christmas, the power of Christmas the peace of Christmas, the who of Christmas unlocks the hope of Christmas. That's what we're talking about tonight. Hundreds of years before that first Christmas when Jesus was born, there's a prophet named Isaiah. He's speaking to a large crowd of people, and they're a crowd of people just like us. They're in trouble, and some of them know it, and some of them don't know it. Just like us, some of them were crying out to God. They're anxious, they're fearful, they're stressed out, they're worried. They're crying out to God for help. And just like some of us come in here tonight, anxious, stressed out, fearful, things up against them. Just like some of us tonight, some of the people in Isaiah's crowd were cynical about the whole spiritual thing. Like, what a waste of time. God's not there. If God is there, he's not listening to your terrible, measly prayers. He doesn't care about us. Just like some of you tonight think that. Just like some of us, some of them were very, very religious, had the whole thing, God, whole God thing all figured out, and they were pretty self-righteous about the whole thing. And just like some of us, some of them were eager to worship God, love their neighbor, even their enemies. To a crowd of people just like us. Isaiah wrote these words to a crowd of people. He said this, the people dwelling in darkness, walking in darkness, have seen a great light. To those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. So I've had, I have four kids, and until about a month ago I had four teenagers. I survived, barely. Pray for me. My oldest just turned 20 about a month ago. And so about 20 years ago, I, I took on a new title and a new role. And that new title and a new role was dad. Now, little did I know that that title and that role, that responsibility, would open up a whole world of responsibilities and roles I had no idea I was getting ready to take on. Right? So a few years later, I took on the title soccer coach. Okay, that's cute. 
And then I took on ballet dad. And then I took on Lego robotics dad. And then I took on gymnastics dad. And then basketball dad. And now app state dad. And then my favorite, most frequent title is unpaid Uber driver dad. That's one of my most frequent titles. About a year and a half ago, I picked up an old uh, college hobby. I started DJing weddings and parties. It's so much fun. And my kids decided I needed a DJ nickname. So my DJ nickname is Father Beats. Boom. <laughs> so many titles, so many responsibilities, so many roles. I can't possibly wear all those hats at the same time. Any of you have been in a spot in your life where you realize you can't possibly wear all the hats at the exact same time? Prophet Isaiah declares to a crowd of people much like us, that the son who's going to be born is going to wear a whole bunch of titles, four key titles. And what Christians have found for the last 2,000 years, people for 2,000 years have discovered that when we give Jesus access to our lives, to our hopes, to our dreams, and allow him to work out these four titles in our lives, it unleashes all kinds of power, all kinds of peace, all kinds of hope. Four key titles. First one, wonderful counselor, right? In ancient times, uh, kings had counselors that gave them advice and helped them kind of navigate challenges. Uh, uh, two things mark a wonderful counselor. One, they speak the truth in love and they speak wisdom. Truth. We have a funny relationship with truth, don't we? How many of you have ever camped out happily in the land of denial about something? Yeah, we don't always want to know the truth. I don't want to know the truth about my singing voice. I don't know the truth about my skills, my skill set. I don't always want to know the truth about my family of origin. Don't always want to know the truth about my strengths, my weaknesses, my spouse, my kids. We don't always want to know the truth, do we? Jesus said, the truth will set you free. But we might add, it'll make you mad first sometimes. But here's the deal. Here's you and me at our healthiest. You and me at our healthiest, when we're the most healthy version of us, we want to know the truth. Because here's what's true. When lies are running your life, lies will ruin your life. But when you live into the truth, the truth does indeed set you free. Jesus, the wonderful counselor, he will always speak the truth to you in love. The truth about who God is, that God exists, who, what the nature, the character of God is, how, how he made the world to work. The truth about you, that you are more beautiful and loved than you ever hoped or imagined. And there's stuff in you and stuff in me that needs to be forgiven. Left behind, healed, set free. This truth-speaking, wonderful counselor will always speak the truth to you in love. And then he speaks wisdom. Because here's something else that's true. It has never been more complicated to be a human being than right here, right now. You have more things pulling at you, more things vying for your time, your attention, your energies. It is a more chaotic world than we've ever, ever experienced, than human beings have ever experienced. What wisdom does is it cuts through the noise and the clutter, puts everything in its right place, bringing peace. The path of wisdom is the path of strength and peace. It's not easy. It doesn't always take you places you want to go. You follow the path of wisdom. It might stretch you in ways you don't want to go. It might kind of cost you in ways that might be really hard to sort of cost. But man, if you are willing to walk the path of peace, it bears all kinds of good fruit. If you're willing to walk the, the way of wisdom, it generates good things for you and all those around you. My friends, wouldn't it be wonderful to walk out those doors tonight knowing that you had a wonderful counselor who helped you to know what's true about God and the world and the universe and yourself. And who spoke wisdom to you to navigate whatever challenges you came in here with tonight. To help you to navigate those things that you might be a man or woman who is walking in the truth and in wisdom. That's an invitation for you tonight. I'm going to invite you to step into in just a few minutes. 
The next title we get is Mighty God. Isaiah says he's a mighty God. Mighty God has the power to break through and or make us resilient in the face of all that opposes us or oppresses us. Here's the thing. Some of you are coming in tonight with some things set against you that you can't fix. You can't fix the circumstances, the situation, the boss, the illness. Some of you are stuck in cycles. Like for generations, people have been trapped making these same bad decisions over and over and over again. And here you are making the same bad decisions over and over and over again. And in recovery world, they talk about one of the first steps is to admit that you're powerless to overcome your addiction. But the truth of the matter is, it's not just people who are battling addictions. All of us, from time to time, are up against things that we can't fix in our own Strength. For 2,000 years, people have discovered that inviting Jesus to be the mighty God in their lives gives them the power to break through things that they couldn't break through or overcome challenges they couldn't overcome and or to make them resilient in the face of challenges and suffering because suffering doesn't always make us more resilient. Sometimes suffering just makes us bitter and angry. And yet, believing, trusting in Jesus as the mighty God gives us power to break through whatever you're carrying in and or to say that whatever you're up against must bless you and make you a more strong, more resilient, more beautiful, more courageous human being. Wouldn't it be wonderful to walk out those doors tonight, no matter what you're up against, to know that you're the mighty God coming alongside you, coming alongside you and helping you become a fruitful man or woman to break down those barriers. We're going to give you that opportunity here in just a few minutes. The next title we get in Isaiah, Everlasting Father. This is the invitation to be a part of God's loving family, both now and forever. Now, because here's the truth. It's not easy, but the truth helps to set us free. We are born outside of God's family. Sin separates us from God's family. The whole point of Christmas is God puts on flesh that he might wash away our sin through his sacrificial death to set us free from sin and death, that we might be regrafted in to God's forever family together. Him as our everlasting father, brothers and sisters who walk with you into this life, through the rest of this life, into eternity. Let me tell you a story about Laura. Laura grew up in Vermont. Her dad was an atheist professor in Vermont. She knew zero, nothing about the Bible, about Jesus. She, like, the only thing she knew about Christmas was Santa Claus. She knew absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing about anything about the Bible, the Bible stories. And her, her daughter started coming here with a friend from school. And the daughter really liked it. So Laura started coming with her daughter. And to her surprise and shock, she liked it. Who knew? She said, I, I, I come and I, I have a sense of peace. I'm, I'm learning things I've never heard before. I'm, I'm thinking about things I've never thought of before. She, she kept coming and coming and coming. She didn't, tell her, he didn't, she didn't tell her dad because she thought her dad would freak out. That was her big rebellion in her 40s. She's going to church behind her dad's back. She came week in and week out, joined a small group, started serving in the hospitality. She, we got lunch every so often. She would ask the best questions. And she was saying, I'm finding myself praying. And she'd be applying things that, are, that we were talking about. She's like, this is true. It's making my life sort of, it makes sense of my life and the world around me. She said, I have more peace when I walk in the way of Jesus. After five years, five years showing up here, Sunday in, Sunday out, she was baptized. She came here with zero spiritual life whatsoever. She moved away last summer with a life full of God, everlasting father, and a church family, brothers and sisters that will be with her forever and ever. You don't have to be alone. There is a God who loves you and a church family that would love to walk with you. Some of you tonight need to make the same decision to trust in the Lord your God or to re-step into, restart or renew a faith journey that's been on the shelf for a long, long time. What if you could walk out those doors tonight knowing that you had God as your everlasting Father, trusting Him with your now 
and your eternity and brought into a family of God that will walk with you all your days. That's the invitation coming to you in just a few minutes. Finally, the last title we get in Isaiah is Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace is the one who has the power to bring peaceful flourishing, the Old Testament word is shalom, to every person and situation. Now here's the thing, for me, some Christmases, there was peace and joy available, but I couldn't see it. Peace and joy was available, but I couldn't get to it because I was too focused on my problems and my worries. It drowned out all the peace, all the joy available. Now, here, so here's the biblical principle, though, that was at work. The biblical principle is this, that you become like whatever your soul stares at. You become like whatever your soul stares at. You become like whatever your soul stares at, whether that's money or career, people's approval, or your worries. If you, become, if you stare at your worries, you become a worrier. And that does all kinds of funky things to your soul and spirit. And so the invitation tonight is to gaze with the heart your soul's gaze into the prince of peace, the one who has the power and authority, as a prince, power and authority to plant peace in any situation, to make you a man or a woman of peace in the midst of every situation. Wouldn't it be fantastic tonight to walk out those doors knowing whatever problems you got, whatever challenges you're up against, there is a prince of peace who walks out with you with the authority and the power to plant peace in the midst of your situation, to make you a man or woman of peace in every situation. Four titles. Wonderful counselor. Everlasting Father, Father, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. If you are willing to give this baby, this child that we celebrate, this King of Kings and Lord of Lords, authority in your life to bring and wear all his titles into your life, it will release new life and beauty in you forever and ever. Amen. That's the invitation tonight. In, in the uh, seat pocket, in the seats that you're sitting in, there was a couple cards. The first one is this blue card. I want to invite you to get that out now. The blue card, and online, you're going to see this here in just a minute. There's also a link online if you want to pop through the show more section. The blue card is all about inviting you to a response to this invitation. Here's the, here are the titles that we've talked about tonight. And here's the invitation to step into to receive Jesus in these roles in your life. The first one, wonderful counselor. I'm looking for, for wisdom and guidance for my life from Jesus. The second one, mighty God, I'm asking God for breakthrough in some area of my life, right? Whatever that area is where, you're, where you know you're coming up against it, where you need resilience and or breakthrough. Everlasting Father, I'm receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, stepping into the family of God. This is for folks who are making a decision for the first time or recommitting your life to the Lord, Prince of Peace. I am bringing my worries tonight and exchanging them for his peace. Again, this is available online as well. So here's what we're going to do here. I'm going to give you a couple minutes. This, this might be the most important two minutes of your 2023. This might be the most important two minutes of your whole life. In front of you, in your seat pocket in front of you, there's a pen. And I want to invite you to do a little bit of business with the Lord right here, Christmas Eve, 2023, to respond to his invitation, to trusting him in any or all of these areas of your life. A couple minutes right here, right now, just do a little bit of business between you and the Lord. Let me pray for us as we move now to our time of reflection. Lord Jesus, thank you for being all these things and more for all of us. I pray now that our hearts be open and soft to how you want to meet us right here, right now. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' strong and mighty name for this to be a holy moment. Amen.